Hello, I'm Julia Marchari Alexander, Executive Director of the Walters Art Museum, and you're listening to Open Access, a monthly segment inspiring connections between you and the art on view at the Walters Art Museum. Joining me today is Nicole Berlin, Zanville Krieger Curatorial Fellow and co-curator of our new exhibition, Animal Tales. Welcome, Nicole, and thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Julia. So the upcoming exhibition, Animal Tales, is made up of a group of books that feature surprising depictions of animals that truly are more than just beautiful illustrations. So tell me, what makes these animal depictions so unique? So these really are special images. Um, not every illumination in our collection of books and manuscripts is doing this sort of coded work that we're uh, looking at in this exhibition. Uh, many of our manuscripts contain depictions of animals in the margins, but the ones in this exhibition reveal a fairly unique phenomenon. Um, each one is a carrier of shared cultural knowledge like fables or proverbs, for example. Um, one of the books in the exhibition is a 13th century prayer book from France where we find one of uh, Aesop's fables depicted, The Fox and the Stork. Even though the text in this book is strictly religious, it did not actually refer to the fable or its characters. Um, what this tells us is that Aesop's fables were so well known in the medieval period that they actually they needed no explanation for the viewer. Uh, readers would recognize the individual fables just by looking at the animals or the animal images in the book. Um, and even though this seems like it might be a minor part of the book, uh, this depiction and the ones in Animal Tales are really exciting. Uh, they allow us to get close to the mindset of the original readers. And visitors to the exhibition can do the same puzzle work to understand the images as viewers in the 13th and 14th centuries may have. So one of the things that I really like is that these depictions are actually really relatable to our lives. We've even talked a little bit about how they're almost like the memes or the emojis of today. So I wonder if you could sort of illuminate that idea and talk about why are these images so compelling for us in the 21st century. So one of the reasons that we really were thrilled to put together this exhibition is because the way people were looking at images centuries ago is really not very different than the way that we do now. Uh, we've been using the term shared visual culture to refer to the way imagery is collectively seen and understood, whether it be by 13th century readers or 21st century viewers like us. The big difference between these groups is that in the modern era, we encounter visual culture all day, every day, on our phones, on TVs, on screens, uh, whereas this was much more limited in the medieval period. Uh, images then and now contain information that we have to decode and, and decipher. Um, emojis are actually a great example because they convey a wide variety of meaning depending on the context. So simply by looking at an emoji, we understand both the obvious meaning and its subtext. Uh, emojis and memes really are part of our contemporary visual language, which is what the books in this exhibition were for the readers. Some illuminations in the medieval manuscripts were meant to both entertain and edify their readers. And one of the most entertaining points to come out of planning this exhibition is discovering that uh, medieval scribes and scholars and readers really did have a sense of humor. It wasn't all plague and death and horrible things in the medieval period. Right. So it's actually really a fun exhibition it to is. visit. Yeah. 
Um, and I wonder if you could also talk a little bit more about some of the books. You know, we have one of the great collections of rare books and manuscripts in this country. This exhibition, as do so many, explores just a small group of those books. And so I wonder if you could highlight some of them for us. Sure. As you said, we have a really diverse cross-section in our collection, and we tried to represent as much of it as possible uh, in the Animal Tales exhibition. And one of the most fun parts of the exhibition is that a lot of the books in the show have a very personal attachment to their original owner and reader. For example, one of the books was produced around 1600 for Florentine noblewoman Marie de' Medici just after her marriage to King Henry IV of France. Uh, The depictions in this book and their Italian captions were meant to offer the new queen lessons about how to successfully rule a kingdom in a sort of game or or more a game like or more fun, uh, fun way. Um, Another one of the books and my personal favorite is a so-called friendship book uh, that was created in the 17th century for a young man named Johannes Carolus Erlenwein. The friends of the owner wrote him notes, created playful images, and commissioned artists to paint heraldry in the manuscript. Um, The friendship book is is really a snapshot of Johannes' life at school. Uh, and served as sort of an an early precursor to the yearbook or autograph book, much like we we still do today. Wow, it sounds like both of them are great, but I really need to read the one about Marie de' Medici and learning about being a fun (laughs) ruler, right? (laughs) Fun leader. It could still be useful today. Exactly. So thank you so much. It just sounds like a terrific exhibition, and we look forward to having it at the Walters. And thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me, Julia. Animal Tales opens Saturday, May 18th. For The Walters, I'm Julia Marchari-Alexander, reminding you to come see art in new ways at the Walters Art Museum, where admission is always free. More information about Animal Tales and other upcoming exhibitions is available on our website, thewalters.org. Open Access is produced for WYPR by the Walters Art Museum.